welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? Miller Thomas, always wonderful. And might I add, handsome host of this podcast, multimedia journalist and graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas 24 myportfolio.com and there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design for today's show we're going to be talking about some injury updates some injury news concerning this D-backs team we'll talk about I guess a little bit of last night's game and then I don't know what else to talk about you know they, they, these pods are starting to get a little bit difficult with uh, the D-backs struggling so much so I guess you know, I'll, I'll just go on a little rant uh, at the end of this pod, just my overall feelings about the team. Maybe I'll talk about my fantasy team as well a little bit. Who knows? Let's just let, let's get a little funky on today's pod. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, let's first start with that injury news I mentioned. And it looks like Merrill Kelly's undergoing thoracic outlet surgery. So that's basically a procedure of the, uh, of the shoulder. And he was already going under a procedure for the blood clot in his shoulder. But now... With this surgery, it could put him in danger for 2021. And I don't know too much about, you know, thoracic outlet surgery. I'm not going to act like I'm a doctor or anything. But I do know this was the same surgery that Markel Fultz got when he was going through those yips where he couldn't lift his arms up to shoot anymore. He went under, he underwent the surgery. So the timetable on this could be, you know, pretty long. And they're saying it's possible Merrill Kelly misses you know the start of the 2021 season would just be disastrous for this Diamondbacks team as if 2020 couldn't get bad enough it's actually going to start dipping into the next season that is just disrespectful baseball gods you shouldn't be able to do that <laughs> the D-backs need Merrill Kelly if you've seen him on the mound this year the 31 year old sophomore pitcher has been dynamite out there with 259 ERA, a 395 FIP, and an 833 strikeouts per nine, and only a 1.44 walks per nine. And so Merrill Kelly's really just been dominant in not allowing earned runs and not allowing walks and striking out guys at a pretty decent rate. So I'm really upset that he, you know, got hurt at all. Now we're Saying not only is he missing the 2020 season, but possibly the 2021 season is in jeopardy as well. That is super concerning. I don't like to see that. Uh, whenever you see your pitchers undergo surgery that has to do with their arms, I mean, we know about Tommy John surgery. Guys come back from that all the time, but this one's a little bit more out there, especially on the shoulder. That just gives me more pause for concern. So I'm I'm rooting for Merrill Kelly. I hoping I'm hoping he's coming back because. I've mentioned multiple times, Merrill Kelly was the guy I rode off on this D-backs team, at least in that starting rotation. I looked at the five guys, saw Weaver, Ray, Bumgarner, Clark, Alex Young, and I was like, you know what? I'll take those five guys. I'm out on Merrill Kelly. And what has Merrill Kelly done this season? Absolutely everything to prove me wrong. He's been a borderline Cy Young candidate when he did pitch right there with Zach Gallen. You could have made the real case 
who was the better pitcher when they were both pitching for for the D-backs this season, Gallon or Kelly? They were that close in terms of how well they were performing when they were on the mound together, but it hasn't equated to the wins for this D-backs team because we all know the struggles of this offense and the rest of this team from the bullpen to just almost every facet of a baseball team, but Merrill Kelly has been the bright spot for this D-backs team along with Zach Gallon. And now the other injury news I have is Quetzal Marte. He was placed on the injured list today, too, with left wrist inflammation. And we didn't know about this injury until a couple days ago. He went and got an MRI. He saw Dr. Sheridan, who's a hand specialist. And right now they're just going to reevaluate him in 10 days. There's not too many games left in the season. So it's possible, you know, that Quetzal Marte could just be out the rest of the year. And that's what I think they should do. They should just shut down Quetzal Marte. And... It's because he, he's the face of the franchise. He's the best player on this team, and there's no need to risk Ketel Marte for further injury, even if he doesn't get hurt. There's no point of just you know throwing Ketel Marte out there. The wrist has already been bothering him for a few days. Uh, the, concern, the, the concern level wasn't too high, but in a year like this where there's so many different variables, you know, with COVID and other things, the team already sucks, you know. I can't say that enough. This D-backs team is garbage. And so for when you're in that kind of situation, it's like basketball. When you're post-All-Star break and your team and your team knows it's not making the playoffs, it's time to tank. And tanking doesn't, you know, I guess it works in baseball. If you look at the Astros, you look at the Cubs, I guess it works. But it, the MLB draft is like 40 rounds deep. So you don't have to tank in baseball. You, you can find talent all over the draft. I mean, most of the best players in baseball today weren't drafted in the first round. Most of them were middle round picks or, you know, even late rounders. So for those reasons, I'm definitely shutting down Cattell Marte for the rest of the season. No need to risk my best asset. Uh, he's just too valuable to this team, too valuable to this franchise, and too valuable to the city. Post Paul Goldschmidt, Cattell Marte is the face of this franchise right now. And he, right now, he's the best player on this team. He's everything Everything that the D-backs hopefully have going for them in 2021 is going to rest once again on the shoulders of Ketel Marte. And this season, you know, Ketel Marte was pretty good, but nothing great. He wasn't what he was the last season. He was an MVP candidate. He had a 290 batting average, which was nice, but 324 OBP, 407 slugging. It leaves you a little bit underwhelmed. Only two home runs on the season. Not even cracking the top four, I believe, in RBIs. I don't have the stats pulled up in front of me. I don't even think he's cracked the top five of RBIs on this team. I think that's how little the production has been for Ketel Marte in the run-producing area for his other teammates. But still, Ketel Marte is still one of the best in the business. He's still arguably the best second baseman in baseball. And just because his wrist is hurting now doesn't mean it will, it will hurt in 2021. I hope not. I'm hoping just this recovery time we give him, shut him down the rest of 2020 and just have him go out there for 2021. I think that's the best bet because I, I don't want to risk anything with Ketel Marte. I've already seen how this season has gone. I just mentioned how Merrill Kelly might be missing the start of 2021. Who knows? Maybe the entirety of 2021. So for all those reasons, as I always say, Ketel Marte, I'm going to have to shelve you for the rest of the MLB season. 
Now, coming up, I'll talk about, you know, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about. I think I'm going uh, to go on a little rant just talking about this D-back season, how disappointing it's been. Maybe I'll talk about my fantasy team uh, a little bit as well. But first, let me tell you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is back, baby, and it's the best tasting protein bar ever. They're new and improved, and they have 18 amazing flavors with six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're both soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy like me because they help me lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And the bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. And if you go to Built Bar right now and use promo code Locked on, you can get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. So go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and you'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. All right, all right, all right. I did mention before how I would talk about last night's game a little bit, and at least, you know, it was a game where the D backs offense came alive. They managed to surprisingly put Nine runs on the board on just 10 hits, so that's pretty uh, That's pretty good efficiency, I think. You got a home run for Cole Calhoun, put him at nine for the year. Home run by Christian Walker, six. And Dalton Varsha with his second of the season now puts him on two on the year. And for Luke Weaver, you know, another so-so start. Only gave up two earned runs, gave up a home run, but still only went four innings. Five hits is not too bad, but the four innings you don't like to see. He walked four guys, so... Another struggle in that area for Luke Weaver, who's actually been better than you might think in the walks department, but still only threw 86 pitches. ERA's at 7.12, so still a disastrous season overall for Luke Weaver and just a disastrous season overall for this D-backs team. I mean, entering the bottom of the 10th, they were down 10-6, to so you think there's no way the D-backs you know, come back in this one. And Christian Walker hits that two-run bomb to put them down just 10-8, to Peralta singles the center to bring home Escobar, put them down 10-9, to and that's it. They don't finish the comeback. They don't finish the rally. And that just goes on to my bigger point of what I've been saying about the D-backs all season, what they've been the last two seasons. D-backs are just the tease, and last night they showed the tease. They teased us with the rally. They teased us when they went on that little stretch where they looked like they were making an actual playoff run, where they actually held a wild card spot and all of it everything they've done this season had just been disappointing to say the least and coming into the 2020 season I had high hopes for this D-backs team like a lot of other people did I was making bets left and right D-backs are winning the division D-backs are making the playoffs you know I had bets that the Padres well not these are fake bets remember I don't bet monetary stuff these are just in my head bets with my friends you know these are just friendly wagers but I was betting people you know I, I think me me and Javi Reyes always talk about how I didn't think the the Padres were gonna be that good of a team this year and boy was I wrong on that front I thought San Francisco Giants were easily finished finishing last in the NLS boy was I wrong uh, was I wrong about that I said D-backs were making a real playoff run this season. 
boy, was I wrong about that. Just anything I pretty much had a prediction on pertaining to the NL West, I was wrong on. I was right about the Dodgers finishing first. I was right about them being arguably the best team in the major leagues, but who couldn't see that coming? But for this D-backs team, I did not see this coming. I did not think they were going to be this bad. I did not think the pitching by Bumgarner was going to be that atrocious, by Robbie Ray was going to be this atrocious, by Luke Weaver was going to be this abominable. And this lineup, oh my goodness, they cannot hit to save their life. Eduardo Escobar has looked like a shell of himself this season. We traded Starling Marte, who is actually our best offensive player. David Peralta has been pretty solid, but look up and down the lineup. It just guys underperforming. I won't throw Christian Walker in that mix. He's actually been pretty good for what you expect out of Christian Walker. But even a guy like Ketel Marte, you could say, is underperforming. And there are just so many different reasons why this D-backs team hasn't been good this year. You look at the offense not producing enough runs. You look at the pitching allowing too many runs, allowing too many walks. And then the bullpen. Even if we get a good start out of our starter, the bullpen usually comes on, comes in and messes it up, and it's just been a big mixture, a big soup of just failure for this D-backs team, and it's just been atrocious to watch. It's the reason why I have a, a struggle right now, even putting on the games. Like, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Right now, I'm not turning on the games most days, and you guys might be able to tell from listening to me, but it is just too tough to commit four to five hours of my day to watch the D-backs score two runs and lose it. it it's just not worth my time, and I still like this team for next season. I still think they're. Uh, I, I still think it's pretty easy to fix this team if you get a couple of bounce back seasons from your D backs players and you add a couple more pieces in that rotation. I don't think this team is very far off from making the playoffs. But you know the biggest question marks, the biggest concern people had for this D backs team entering the 2020 season was relying on too many guys from last year who had breakout seasons like Eduardo Escobar, like a Christian Walker. And I guess they were right. Though A lot of these guys in this lineup haven't been able to live up to what they did last year. And it's just disappointing is the best word I could say. And I, I just hope that the D-backs are able to fix it. I'm scared for the job security of Tori Lovello and Mike Hazen. It seems right now that their jobs are secure, but who knows? This D-backs team looks like it's going to bottom out. Looks like they're going to finish as one of the worst, uh, as one of the top three worst teams in all of baseball. And you never know. I've mentioned, I, I did a pod a couple weeks ago talking about uh, Toy Lovello being reminiscent of another D-backs manager who got fired after a few seasons, after a couple seasons of, uh, after a season of making the playoffs, two more seasons of 80-win teams, and then all of a sudden, you just bottom out, and the same is happening for Toy Lovello, and the, like the like what happened to Kirk Gibson. So I'm afraid for the job security of Toy Lovello and Mike Hazen. I'm not wishing for anyone to get fired, but maybe Derek Hall wants to change it up in this front office because who knows? I I don't know why it's been this bad. I mean, Mike Hazen I think is still a good GM, but that Madison Bumgarner signing is bad with hindsight. I was impressed at the time of it, but. We it, Now we know why no one <laughs> signed Madison Baumgartner. Now we know why he went for such a cheap deal of what we thought at the time because I guess the book was out. Madison Baumgartner is just not that good anymore. He's more of a pitcher who pitches like Mason Saunders at this point of his career. And right now, uh, I still got hope for next season. 
I still think, you know, a guy like Zach Gallon's going to be a stud next season. I still think, you know, Luke Weaver can have a bounce-back season. Maybe we see Alex Young or Taylor Clark as an everyday starter. Hopefully, we get Merrill Kelly back. I think Kevin Ginkle could be in line for a bounce-back next season. Eduardo Escobar has to be in line for a bounce-back next season. Then go out there, you go out and get a new center fielder. Go out and get some back-end bullpen guys because the bullpen has not been it this season, and... If the D-backs could do that, I I think I don't think they're still I don't think the D-backs are far away from being a playoff contender, not World Series contender, but a playoff contender. I don't think they're too off from being a playoff contender. They're just still a couple pieces away. This team still has a lot of potential that just hasn't been lived up to this season. And the best thing we can hope for right now is just you just mark you just chalk up the season, you just throw it out, you just throw you you just play your young guys the best you can call up all your top prospects, and you just stay confident. You still keep consistent with the message that you want to win ball games. right now. I don't believe in tanking, so if you're the D-backs, you're still trying to win ball games. but if you want to start bringing up guys like Christian Robinson, Alec Thomas, start playing Dalton Varsho like you have been doing every day, I'm okay with it. This season's over, and I am officially out of hope for the 2020 Diamondbacks season. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Hope everyone is staying safe, staying healthy, and let's hope it gets better next season. Peace!